Hello, my friend. I want to talk with you today about the concept of I am and specifically um, how I use that. I use it in, in many ways, but today I'm going to be talking about how I use the concept, the beingness of I am when there are unpleasant um, emotions going on. And for today's purposes, the emotions I'm going to be referencing are things like anxiety, overwhelm, uncertainty, or just kind of a yuck state or a yuck mood. Um, Now, I've talked a lot about on my previous podcast, The Truth About Living, about my history uh, and how I have dealt with things like depression and anxiety over time, grief, uh, a lot of the emotions that we find difficult to not only process, but also to... um, to 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 get out of right to to escape from to end in our life we we have difficulty ending those cycles of um, emotional states and depression is something that came up for me throughout my life since I was I don't know maybe a teenager and I would get out of it but then it would kind of creep back in Um, depression is something that I've not experienced in some time now Um, it does feel like I have left that behind and so that's um, that's been a pretty big deal for me in my life and um, I will say though that because of the nature of things I'm choosing in my life um, meaning um, big life transitions um, being bold, taking risk, a lot of the things that I'm, that I'm doing now in my life that I'm planning and that have been happening for me or that I've been creating in the last year have led me <laughs> to feelings of anxiety. And I think that that's natural when you have a lot of, um, big changes without, uh, quote unquote security or kind of knowing that things are going to go a certain way. Um, And so anxiety is something that I'm going to be talking about a little bit today in terms of the concept of I am. And and this is really brilliant. This is really brilliant because I would love for you to get the concept of I am and what that means. And perhaps you already know exactly what I'm talking about and you have... Um, connected with this, but if it's new for you, let me just give you a little bit of information about what I'm talking about when I say the I am. And this comes from my basically lifelong study of consciousness, uh, awareness, the nature of reality, who we are. It's always fascinated me. And um, the idea that we're not our bodies you know, our bodies change over time. We were once tiny little babies and our bodies are continually changing. We're not our body and we're not our mind. And our mind has thoughts. Our mind has um, reasoning. Our mind has pictures from the past, but that's still not us. Um, in some ways, that's a mechanism. But what I have experienced I am to be is awareness and You know, I I did teach mindfulness for a lot of years and there's a lot of value in mindfulness, but even more than that, um, there is a, there's a presence that doesn't have to connect with mindfulness in the way that it's typically taught. There is an awareness of being and, um, you know, some people call it, um, presence or the power of now, Eckhart Tolle, always, or Tolle, however you say his last name, um, 
obviously teaches a lot in terms of the presence of now and the power of that. Um, and, you know, other people will teach that I am is the spirit and it is pure potential. And I do like that definition, the feeling of pure potential. It's a kind of, um, in a way, an unknown or a nothingness. You know, if you look at quantum physics and you look at um, certain experiments that they've done, the, um, the double slit ex- experiment, I believe it's called, where um, the light particles change based on whether or not consciousness is observing them. Um, it, it's fascinating to me, you know, <laughs> it's, it's a fascinating topic to me and, um, and science is, is reaching for answers. But without the science, if I, if I myself am, am sitting, moving, going about my life and can connect with the I am, the presence that is me, it, it is powerful. There's a stillness in that. And that stillness helps you to, um, helps you to basically do that <laughs> take take that breath because we we have a tendency to look at our circumstances and our situations and the facts of the world and to feel limited by them and what i do now to connect with um, the stillness that is me and there's a stillness that is you is I actually kind of detach from the emotions that I'm experiencing or even my body sensations that I'm experiencing. Now, there's nothing wrong <laughs> with experiencing any range of emotion that you want to experience. But the problem is when we feel that we're trapped by that or limited by that or can't get out of that, can't break free of that, or that that experience is making our life unpleasant or miserable so it's really useful (laughs) to be able to go into the I am so there's a lot of ways to do this I've certainly you know done a lot of meditations taught meditations about how to do this over over the years and I don't meditate these days Um, I don't find that it gives me uh, an added benefit in my life anymore however I do think that there was value in learning that practice because from that practice, I can now at will silence my thoughts. And I'll give you a little, a little technique here you can do if you, if you feel like you've never been able to silence your thoughts and you don't think you can do that because the thoughts are always there. How can you possibly break free of it? Um, there's a technique and I believe it is taught by Eckhart Tolle. Um, it's called the cat and the mouse hole technique. And it's very, very simple and very brief, actually. And all you do, and and what this will do is it'll give you an experience of being without thought for even a moment. So many of us have never had that break in thought for even a moment. That is pretty cool, pretty powerful when you learn that you can actually do this. So you can get, you don't have to get in lotus position, (laughs) but you know, get yourself in a, in a relatively comfortable position and just with your eyes open or your eyes closed, imagine that you are a cat (laughs) waiting at 
a mouse hole and what you're waiting for is for the mouse to peek his head out right so you're in this position <laughs> you might imagine crouching I don't know but you're in this anticipatory position where you are just you're just waiting for the mouse to, <laughs> to pop out now when you do this um, you will find that the mind becomes silent for even it might be for a split second or it might be for several seconds and in this way you can play with the idea of being without thought so try it pause the podcast for a moment and just just pretend you know in your mind's eye that this is the scenario and and see what sensation you get see what sensation you experience now that's a version of what I'm talking about when I say that I go back to the I am and in that way I'm detaching or separating myself from emotions, from worries, from body sensations of anxiety or fatigue or overwhelm or any of those things. You simply realize that you are the one observing these emotions. Now I used to think that I was me and even though I knew that I was a spirit and that I was this presence and that I was this awareness I still felt like I was connected with my body and I was connected with my emotions and I was connected with you know all of those sensations and that the environment was the world around me so my environment was the room was the table was the car what were the people were the trees you know that was my environment but I, I now have come to understand that even my body is the environment even those sensations are my environment. That's not really me. I am that which is unchanging. I am that which is observing all that is happening within me and around me. And so when I feel emotions or sensations that I'd rather not feel, they're unpleasant. And it's not a matter of fighting with them either. Right? That's a whole other way to go about this is to fight with your own emotions in, in an attempt to feel better, right? In an attempt to improve your life. We fight with our emotions at times. We resist them. We think they're wrong or they're bad or we want to change them, right? We're going we're gonna to fix it. Um, and it's not a matter of simply accepting either. A lot of mindfulness teaches to accept what is. Accept what is. And again... It's a, it's a foundational teaching. There's nothing wrong with mindfulness per se. But if you start and stop your, your practice there, I think it's quite limiting. If you start and stop your practice, practice with just um, accepting what is, that kind of keeps you with what is, <laughs> right? So I teach a lot in terms of creating what you want. Um, through changing your past, through imagining your future, through a lot of different ways. But, you know, when you connect with the I am, it's not just about, it's definitely not about fighting what you're experiencing or feeling like you're wrong or um, broken or um, you need to be fixed. or it's not, it's not about that and it's not about just accepting what is. And I get that there can be a kind of peace and a kind of serenity in accepting what is because you're, you're stopping the fight. 
And there can be a kind of calmness in that. And, and that is helpful for sure. But I want you to go one step beyond that because you can. <laughs> because you're, you're able to. And, it, and it's, it's helpful and, and brilliant and beautiful. So I want you to think about you're experiencing whatever you're experiencing right now. Maybe you're feeling good. Do this practice when you're feeling good. Maybe you're feeling, you know, not so good. Do this practice when you're feeling not so good. Do it when you're feeling anger. Do it when you're feeling sadness, depression, when you're feeling anxiety. Do it when you're feeling ecstatic and excited and eager and vibrant. Do it all of those times. Catch yourself and feel, realize that you are the one who is experiencing all of this. You are the observer. You are that presence which is experiencing the good, bad, the neutral, if there is such a thing, (laughs) all of it. It really puts things in perspective when you do this. When I do this, it kind of resets me in a way because we get caught up. We get caught up in the drama of life. We get caught up in circumstances. We get caught up in situations. And she said, and he said, and I can't, and I wish, and why, and all of these things, right? It's like we're on this roller coaster of life. And when you, when you find this awareness of I am, there's a stillness in it. And you can take this really far. You can take this into the the the. wish you could see my hands. I'm like, <laughs> I'm making my arms expanded and big. There's a bigness. There's a fullness to you. There's a power. There's a being bigger than your circumstances feeling. You know, I do this thing with my kids where when there's a problem, and I mean, it could be the smallest of problems, like the zipper, right? <laughs> like the zipper on a coat can be a big problem for a small child right? And, you know, if you've ever been around a small child when they are fighting with some, some little thing of this world, right? And they're, they're frustrated or they're learning a new skill and they're, and they're, they're throwing the ball and they're throwing the ball and they're throwing the ball and it's not doing what they want it to do. And there's frustration and there's a tendency to want to give up. And, and certainly bigger problems, right? Relationships, school, all the things that kids go through and that we go through as adults. And I, and I, and I make light of it in as much as I can. There obviously there are things in this life that are serious, but the more serious we make things, the worse things tend to get, the worse things tend to feel. So as much as we can make light of it, make a smile of it, make a joke of it, it helps us. But, um, you know, I'll tell my kids in a, in a lighthearted way. And, of course, I'm gauging how they're, how they're doing with something um, and being compassionate for that. But wh- who's, who's stronger here? You or the zipper? <laughs> you know, who's, who's bigger here? You or, or this, this game? Who, who's the power here? You or the way that's going right now? And the answer is always you. The answer is always you. And when I say you, what am I talking about? I'm talking about the I am. 
I'm not talking about your personality. Your personality, you know, it was most likely formed as you were growing up, the experiences that you had, the predispositions from your family, and on and on and on. And your personality can change. Someone who was once shy can become outgoing. That's not you. It's part of our identity for sure. But you are, (laughs) you are the I am. You are that which is experiencing all of these things. You are that which is creating. You are that which doesn't really have words. You are pure potential. You are that which creates. You are that which is perfect. You are that which is perfect. One of the big secrets to my success as a coach is that I see that. So people come to me with problems or they feel that there's something wrong with them or they feel they have this history that's heavy or they feel they've made mistakes or they feel this or they feel that and I will hold all of that and holding space for someone is a beautiful and healing experience in and of itself but that stuff that you're carrying that's not really you that's your mind that's pictures from the past that's patterns of thought that's you know pieces of identity that you know maybe it serves you maybe it doesn't but I see past all of that to your I am and that's really where the magic is And yeah, I can ask you questions about your life and what you want and um, help you connect things and have insights and it's all brilliant. But the real magic is, is in seeing the I am that is you, which is perfect. So you have a lot to play with from this episode. You can play with um, the ideas of, am I my body? Am I my mind? Am I this personality? Am I this identity? Is there something more within me that I can actually connect to and experience and feel? Can I get into the observer role of what seemingly is going on um, within me and around me and as a part of who I am? Am I really bigger than all of that? You've got a technique you can use here, the cat and the mouse hole meditation technique. You've got... Um, some concepts to wrap yourself around and you know depending on your level of familiarity with um, spiritual practices or whatever you want to call it personal growth or or studying the nature of consciousness or how how reality really works you know you've got some concepts you can play with here about um, what it means to connect with the I am what it means to experience pure awareness and when I am experiencing unpleasant things it's when I tend to most want to connect with the I am and it's like a deep breath it's like it's like oh yeah 
oh yeah, that's happening and that's going to change. As the nature of life has changed, the nature of this physical world has changed. The nature of our minds and our moods and our bodies is change. It's change. But there is one thing that is unchanging. And that is who you really are. So play with this, connect with this, reach out if I can be of help to you, my friend. I love you. You are amazing. You are brilliant. You are beautiful. Email me at hello at BridgetXO.com. Have a beautiful day, my friend.